Hello and welcome to the Zario podcast. I'm Imogen Lilly-White and today I'm talking to Refinitiv's Ranjith Raja, Head of Oil and Shipping Research for MENA Region, about the latest trends impacting shipping. Ranjith, it's now six months since the Russian invasion of Ukraine as of um, this week and the resulting conflict. How has that conflict changed shipping, um, particularly to and from the MENA region? Hi. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's been a massive shift when it, we speak about the shipping landscape, especially following the Russia-Ukraine conflict. And primarily reason being Black Sea is one of the most vital regions in terms of shipping traffic, both in terms of the commodity space for oil, for agriculture specifically, and because they constitute for a huge volumes catering to the European markets specifically for oil and the global markets for the agricultural products. So that being said, when the conflict first started, the major impact was for commercial ships, which were the most impacted in this class of shipping markets. And amongst those specifically for the oil market, it was the Aframax tankers, which primarily acts as the workhorse for the crude transportation between Russia and major European markets. The first impact would be that the whole of Black Sea region being classified as a high-risk area. What this implies is once a region is classified as a high-risk area, the insurance premiums immediately starts skyrocketing and that has a direct and an immediate impact on the freights that are added into the transportation cost for these commodities. And we saw the freight, uh, sorry, the insurance premiums raising by almost 400% in the immediate aftermath of, of, of things. And also the, for the freight rates, like I mentioned, for the Aframax tankers specifically, what used to be for about $10,000 prior to the whole conflict, almost tripled to almost like $30,000. And what this also means for the overall scheme of things is we started seeing a little bit of a shift in terms of the trade patterns, which basically means once the Russian products are being kind of taken out of supply for the European region, they had to start looking for alternative sources and Middle East being the primary alternative both for the crude markets and for the clean products. And this in turn resulted in an increased demand for the shipping tankers to transfer the volumes coming out of the Middle East, where we saw the freight rates for VLCC, which is otherwise called the super tankers, which used to be at about $30 per metric ton prior, like towards the end of February, has increased all the way to about $77 per metric ton as of today. Okay, so you've been talking about some of the costs there up to quadrupling, no, tripling in some cases, um, which brings us neatly onto the oil price. Um, how have the oil prices we've been seeing over the last six months impacted shipping itself? So. Oil markets and shipping markets are very, very closely correlated. I mean, they're extremely interdependent on each other. And uh, by far, the primary means of transporting bulk oil is by using tankers or ships. And although there are other means of pipelines and uh, rail carriage and stuff, but shipping still prevails as one of the primary means of transporting bulk oil globally. So to meet the supply and demand balance across the world, there is a very imperative need for the shipping traffic to flow uninhibited and at an optimal cost so that the end user doesn't feel the pain of it. And what this means is once the supply demand balance needs to be maintained, 
the oil price has an immediate impact in terms of how the shipping market kind of pivots or how the shipping market kind of transpires on, on, on top of these costs. Like say for example, OPEC, which is one of the biggest group which takes or which monitors and takes actions to control the volatility in oil prices will kind of determine what kind of volumes needs to be pumped by their OPEC members primarily. So if they decide in order to control the spike in oil prices, then they will have to say increase supply into the market. And when they're increasing supply into the market, obviously it's going to come from some of the major producers which are prevalent in the Middle East, who has the spare capacity to pump more. And in that case, then you're putting more oil into the market, which also means you need more tanker vessels or ships that needs to transport them. So once that happens, then the ships, the demand for the ships increases and which invariably pushes the freight rates up as well. So that's how the correlation is, is kind of evident and has an impact, direct impact on the tanker markets. Okay. And that eventually correlates that we see the prices go up at the fuel pumps, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. It does, yes. Okay, closer to home, here, Fajera here in the UAE is the second largest bunkering hub globally. How has the recent weather, which caused flooding, had an impact on the operations there? So, yeah, you're right. I mean, Fujaira is by far one of the most strategic ports in the Middle East, uh, primarily because of the nature of operation that gets carried out, which is for refueling ships, which is essentially bunkering. And what this means is most of the vessels stop by in Fujaira primarily to refuel and proceed into their general trade routes. But what this also means is that because of the essential nature of the operation, the small bunker barges that are used for these refueling purposes are not that dip or not, are not that capable of handling rough feathers out at sea. And the bunker operation is usually done in the anchorages, which is slightly outside of the port limits. And once that happens, even the slightest of the wave heights or the wind or the visibility has a major impact in the operation to be effectively carried out. And that's one of the advantages that Singapore has because Singapore is situated within the Malacca Straits, which restricts any of these weather patterns or impacts to be significantly impacting the bunkering operations. So the primary impact for during the end of July when we saw the weather deteriorating, usually we see 25 to 30 barges loading from the Pujera berth to refuel the ships outside. But once the disruption happened, we saw that going down to almost like 10 or 11. Although it has resumed now, and it still remains to be one of the more strategic waterways. And presumably it's possible we may see more disruption going forward because of the, what we're experiencing with climate change. Uh, if the rains and the waves kind of starts having an impact, then that will essentially have more impact into the bunkering operations in Virginia. Okay. Thank you very much for joining me, Ranjith. You've been listening to the Zaria podcast.